Welcome to the Primal Canadians podcast, where you can learn how to solve sophisticated problems with primal wisdom. And now your hosts, the Primal Canadians. Hi folks and welcome to the Primal Canadians show. We have uh, another Primal guest on today. I'd like to introduce to you Rosa Colo. Did I say your name right? Yeah. Not bad. It's Coelho. Co- Coelho. Okay. Sorry. Pretty good try. Yeah, I was good. meant to ask you that before, but anyways, Rosa Coelho. <laughs> she is also a primal health coach specializing in nutrition and weight loss. She is an expert at kettlebell training and she grows her own herb gardens at her house. She's an avid walker, loves nature and ocean, and she uses sunlight to heal. And we're going to talk a little bit more about the podcast on her healing journey because you have an amazing healing journey uh, that you've shared with me. So I would like you to maybe start out with that. Before we get into that, though, I have one question. Yeah. You're an avid walker. Do yeah. you always wear your shoes when you walk? Uh, in the winter, yes. In the summer, no. Awesome. I mean, I don't, even when, as soon as I walk in my house, like I'm taking my socks off. Like I just love to feel the ground, whether it's like natural or in my home. I just, yeah, I like to wow. be, feel free. <laughs> nice. It's a recurring theme on this podcast is to ditch the shoes as much as you can. So I'm, I'm glad to hear you're, you're with us on that. Yeah, that, that, That's amazing. There's probably so many things that we could talk about. <laughs> but why don't yeah, you tell us cool. about your uh, healing journey? Yeah, I mean, I'm so excited to be able to talk about my healing journey because I feel like I'm at the tail end of it. And, you know, when you're going through something so... When you're going through challenges in life, you always kind of hope that at some point, at least for me, I always hope at some point there's a purpose to this. And whether it's that I'll be able to help other people through my journey um, or that there's a greater lesson. And so I'm glad that I'm at the end of it. And I can say that in sharing it, I really hope that I'll be able to help help a lot of people. So my journey, um, it was just kind of like the perfect storm, I think, of things. I, I like, you know, like I said, I'm a primal health coach. I I've been following kind of the primal way of living um, probably since 2006 or so, like long before there was even a quote, a course for primal health coaches. And so I always felt, I felt amazing eating that way and and kind of the whole primal theory on how to exercise and move your body and, and lifestyle factors. And so I always felt great. I always felt like I was doing everything wrong. I kind of felt like I was a little bit invincible. (laughs) And then I moved. So I was living in London, England for about 11 years and I moved back to Canada and ended up living in a home that had mold, but I didn't, Mm. I didn't realize like kind of what mold did for you. I hadn't, I didn't see the mold until, so there was a girl in our, in our building that had moved out. She had mold, black mold in her apartment. And I thought, because my apartment's, much higher than hers that I wouldn't be affected. Now I realize that mold spores go through the air vents and, and in the end, actually I started to see cracks of it as well. Um, it was also during a time that was really stressful in my life. Uh, just like per, a lot of personal things, personal losses. And so I think that high stress combined with the mold combined with one thing that I discovered later on was I was actually in my mid twenties on um, Accutane, which is, and, and all sorts of different antibiotics for acne. This was long before I was into the world of health because <laughs> right. I wouldn't touch that stuff now. But I think the combination of what that did to my gut health and then the mold and then the high stress, I think it was just like this perfect storm. And before I knew it, I was 
suffering from fatigue, really chronic digestive issues. And that's kind of what scared me. I mm-hmm. thought, because I know your digestion and your gut health is the marker of health. So if that's not good, something is up. Your body's trying to tell you something. So yeah, that was um, pretty scary times. And I felt really helpless at times. Yeah. It was hard to get an answer. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So I was... um. I had gone to a naturopath to help me with adrenal fatigue and that kind of got better a little bit for a few months. And I realized that was over summer months when I was outside a lot. So I wasn't in the home. Come September last year, I was back in the home a lot more often because it rained so much in Vancouver and the mold probably also became at its worst because of all the moisture. Yeah. Um, and so then I had that chronic digestive issues and luckily I had a naturopath she was from the States. She was a recommendation from a, a client of mine, actually. And um, over the phone, she said, I think you've got mold. <laughs> and wow. I was just like, what? So I looked up the symptoms. And, you know, you guys, I had every single symptom. Wow, no way. Every single one. But I just had never put them all together. Right, yeah. So the symptoms were things like chronic eye infections, um, really nasally, especially in the morning, this annoying cough, um, brain fog like you wouldn't believe, like like embarrassing brain fog where I'd be like, people are going to think i am lost my mind, like just yeah. could not yeah. remember the simplest things. Muscle fatigue, so I stopped training because I just, if I did any sort of strength training, it would take me like a week to recover from it. Yeah. Um, so I had to have naps all the time. The fatigue was unbelievable. Um, what else did I have? I mean, at one point there was just, I could list the list for so long, but it's been a while since I've talked about it. But how how long did you live in this place for? I lived in that house for, I lived there for seven years. I don't think the problem, I don't think the mold was a problem until the last kind of year, year and a half. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, within... Six weeks, I moved. I was out of there, like, as fast yeah. as I possibly could. Once you, once you knew it was time to make the changes. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny because I still remember exactly where I was. And you usually remember these pivotal moments in your life. I remember exactly what I, where I was sitting when the naturopath, um, she had emailed me. So, so basically, she asked me to send her some photos. And I sent her some photos, like, just like of my face and she okay. just wanted to see and she messaged back she emailed back saying i think you've got mold and I, I don't even remember if i responded to her first or if i just went on to craigslist to look for a new place to live right yeah, but like yeah. the minute i was the decision was made it wasn't even something i thought about like we were gonna get out of there because i knew how sick i was yeah. and like i said the digestion was the last symptom that really really terrified me yeah well, like there's a number of things that you said there, like it's it's never just one thing, right? Like you said it was the perfect storm. There's always a lot of different things working on it when we feel that way because uh, we're so adaptive, I think, that one thing alone cannot affect us that much or not take us down that much. But stress is a, it's a huge component. And then when you have a couple of things going on, like, uh, you know, previously I've had antibiotics, which is something that I've had a lot in my life. And mm-hmm. it's really like... It, puts you at a it just your body has a lot more to deal with it's a lot harder on your immune system there's more toxins built up and then you have an environmental toxin like mold Uh, mold can be extremely harmful especially especially up here in the winter time because um, one we're circulating air more with the heat and we have to be inside most of the time like we're not spending as much time outside 
That's right. And if it's in the home, then we're sleeping. We're, we're spending a third of our lives there breathing that air in. And then you, you feel you feel that in the morning waking up. Yeah. Towards the end, I actually, because shortness of breath was one of my things too. And I remember to, wow. in the last few weeks, I don't know if this was in my mind or if it was actually a thing, but I would wake myself up in the middle of the night trying to like get a breath in. Like that's how crazy. No kidding. It was. Wow. I was like, maybe in my mind or is that like a really just because I can't breathe, but my lung health was definitely compromised. Yeah. Another interesting thing is that if we, if you've ever had food poisoning in the past, that can also put you in a compromised position, which I'd also had in the past. Okay. Wow, I feel like anything you've ever had, you know, <laughs> unless, oh, not, not, not definitely put you in a conversation, but if you have intentionally cleansed it out, then, you know, like you can, you can uh, flush antibiotics out of your system if you have a proper, yeah. if you proper, follow a proper detoxing program. Um, but generally speaking, yeah, I think, I, I think we, it's not something that's recognized by most people because the doctors don't make it seem that way but if you've had something um and just because your immune system has has stepped up to it and you know helped you feel better it doesn't mean that it's actually gone it's unless it's been um you know purposefully cleansed it's still in your system and then a little trigger can just send it up can just uh set it up again yeah absolutely it's funny that you mentioned doctors because my family, I'm kind of like the weird one in the family. I've got another cousin who's really into, she's an amazing personal trainer as well. And her and I have great conversations, but the rest of our family, like I remember them saying to me, like you and your naturopaths, you need to go to a doctor. And so, you yeah, know, yeah. this summer at one point, I was just so distraught and so just frustrated that I was still having these digestive issues. And so I went to actually two medical doctors. Mm-hmm. One medical doctor told me that, all I needed to do was take Metamucil and drink more water. I was like, thank you. <laughs> I walked out of there. The second one was lovely. She actually really took a lot of time to listen to me. And I know that I have SIBO, so I did get diagnosed with SIBO, which is a bacterial overgrowth. Yeah. And um, and she was really kind. Like She did say, you know, this is actually a very kind of new area for medical doctors. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel comfortable and we're actually not allowed to prescribe anything if we don't really know what much about what it is that you have but she did say you know i know naturopaths have a great success with it and so i finally did go to naturopath that's um that specializes in SIBO and it's been amazing like the the, the, you said the doctor referred you to a naturopath or suggested a naturopath she didn't suggest a specific one but she suggested that i go to a naturopath which i thought was like amazing wow that's super good i've never heard a story like that before yeah and then i told my family i went to your medical doctor (laughs) 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 don't get me wrong don't get me wrong i'm not anti-doctors you know like for anything acute if i need surgery or whatever i'm there right um i i think both systems are there for a reason but i knew that in this case i knew a medical doctor was not going to help me totally yeah we just we just simply use them wrong yes absolutely yeah Yeah, it's a good way of looking at it absolutely so so what all did you do so you moved that was that was the first yeah i mean but tell us what some other things is that you've done to that you i will so like the interesting thing and the one thing i've really learned on this journey is that even if you go to a great naturopath there's only so much they can tell you right we really need to take charge of our health Mm -hmm. i spent a ton of time researching mold toxicity want to do and sometimes we can go too far the other way where that becomes stressful in itself but I think you kind of that's just part of the journey you kind of go too much this way then too much this way and then you find that kind of nice balance right um 
but I, I knew that my body was overloaded with mold, with toxins, with whatever. And so I knew the first thing was to not put more bad stuff in my body. So when we moved, we moved to a home that is actually, I always say this place fell from heaven. It was a brand new building, which can have its own thing as well with toxins, but this is a LEED certified building. So it's a building that's um, used a lot of um, non-toxic um, building materials and has all these great certifications. So um, I then, like in our kitchen, for example, we changed all our pots. We don't use non-stick anymore. We just use stainless steel. Wow. We use cast iron. Um, in terms of cleaning, like we don't, we mostly just use water to clean a little bit of vinegar. Like yeah. we don't use a lot of maybe a bit of essential oils. We don't use many products. Yeah. Um, so, so did you, my did, own, yeah. did, did you uh, switch from chemical cleaners after, uh, the mold or was that a, a something you yeah, did before? You know, it's such a good question because, like, Tom's, I thought before that I was pretty good anyway. Yeah. Like, I was already aware of, like, the toxins that we put on onto our body and clean our home with. But we weren't, like, 100%. I would say we were, like, maybe 25% of our stuff wasn't, you know, we were still using the nonstick pans. Yeah. Uh, we were still putting some things into plastic and some things into mm -hmm. glass. You know, that kind of thing. Oh, so then when we move, cool. like, we no longer store anything plastic. We only use glass now. Yeah. Um, my makeup and stuff, I got rid of, like, all the lotions and potions um, from body washes to to the skincare creams to all that stuff. Like, I got rid of anything with chemicals, and now I just use as natural as possible. Like, things with one ingredient. Even to wash my face, like, I use oils to wash my face. Yeah. So um, that was the biggest thing that we did. Um and then I did quite a bit of infrared sauna, which was phenomenal for pulling out toxins. And I just felt like I always felt on top of the world when I'd come out of that sauna. It was amazing. Yeah, right. Um, so how, how, how much time would you spend yeah. in the sauna? What, was, what were your sessions? How long were your sessions? Uh, I started off with half hour. So for a while, I did three times a week for half hours. Okay. And then that gave me a big boost. And then... And then I just kind of ran out of time. So I started doing once a week for an, an hour. So I kind of did it for a few weeks at a time. Yeah. Um, saunas. I did a little bit of red light therapy too. So okay. I, I don't know how that. effective that was, but I was, you know, I was willing to do anything. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Well, can, can you tell yeah. us a little bit about that, how it works? Because I've heard of it before, but I don't. The uh, red light therapy, I don't, I don't know a whole lot about it. I'm one of those people that like, if, if a uh, guru says try this like i think i saw it on my client told me about it that she's really into like biohacking stuff and then yeah. i saw ben greenfield talking about it as well and so i just thought i'll just try it i can't i didn't do it for long um like i said sometimes there's only so many hours in the day yeah. <laughs> as well right. to do things the biggest thing was like for me also was just like reducing stress and and uh, my nighttime uh, mm -hmm. routine became really important to me, which it never had been. Yeah. Um, I took out all, this was hard. I took the electronics, like the phone out of my bedroom. Yeah. And I remember the first time, because, uh, you know, we all say we use our phones for our alarm and that's why it's in the bedroom. But actually I could have it in my kitchen and hear it and get up to go get it. Yeah. So I remember first night like I think I woke up three or four times to go check to make sure I had the alarm set properly like <laughs> or like I'd wake up and then I'd reach for my phone I was like oh my goodness I am so addicted like it was incredible and now I think I would be stressed out if you left a phone in my room I'd be like <laughs> right. get that thing 
<laughs> I just don't need it. Um, so I try to do, you know, just read and really kind of create that calmer setting yeah, about yeah. half an hour before going to sleep and, yeah. and really focusing on getting good sleep. I love that. Like sleep is another big thing that we talk about. And it's such a big thing, such a, a major component of primal health. Um, I want to get into it a little deeper, but I want to mention something else that you said earlier. Yeah. Um, when, cause when we start, like we look for answers and we start like reaching out, you know, trying all these methods, trying all these protocols and they can be powerful. They can be amazing tools, but I think there's, there is a little bit of a, a I want to say maybe a pitfall or a trap that we got to avoid to not yeah. uh, let it become our vice because we, our bodies are best at healing themselves. We can use tools to support it. We can use um, gurus and that to, to help to yeah. support the transformation. But we, we really need to stay, we really need to know in ourselves that our bodies can heal, I think, first of all. And then we need to stay intuitive about the process because if we yeah. rely on you know, rely on the next detox or on the next like program to, um, th we just give up our power essentially. So I think there's a yeah. big, and that's a big part, a big message with, with, uh, the primal blueprint or primal endurance, at least anyways, is you mm -hmm. gotta stay intuitive. Like you can't, you can't outsource your intuition. Yeah. I mean, I love that you said that cause I have gone through a few naturopaths for various reasons mm -hmm. and I remember the first one, the one that actually diagnosed me with a mold and the SIBO. And I mean, she was an angel. I think they're all angels on my, on my journey for, for whatever periods of time. But I remember at one point I was on so many supplements and I've never been a big supplement taker anyway. Mm -hmm. Anything that I take um, is really natural. And yeah. so I remember one day I just felt so overwhelmed by it that I actually like, I just stopped everything. And, and I just said to her that I was kind of like, kind of done done that part yeah. of my journey and then I tried to heal myself and that didn't work and um finally this summer like going to the doctors and ending up with this final naturopath what what was really interesting working with her and she's been like such a blessing is that um she's actually only got me on very few things and one of the things she said to me she does kind of like that mess muscle testing okay, I don't know much yeah. about it yeah, I don't know much about it, but so, wait, so. what I loved about about it was the result. Like she said to me, your body doesn't like supplements much. Mm. So she's given me tinctures and the tinctures are things like digestive enzyme, not di yeah, digestive enzymes and um, bitters, sorry, digestive bitters, like in the form of dandelion root and that kind of thing. So like, and like, wow. More, perhaps? Pardon? Is it more like homeopathy? Uh... It's not homeopathy. Well, maybe. It's like, you know, like the St. Francis herbs and stuff that you can get in liquid. It's like that yeah, kind of stuff. Okay, okay. So it's it just helps. Like in the past, we ate bitters, right? That was like a normal part of our yeah. diet. Okay. I remember my grandma making tea out of dandelions. Like we'd go with her after school to the playground and pick dandelions. Like yeah. it was amazing. Like the leaves of them. Yeah. And, um, and we just don't do that anymore. So she gave me all these natural things. And the one capsule she gave me has things like um, olive leaf oil in it and um, oregano oil. And like, it's all really natural. And so when she said that to me, I was like, oh, yeah, I knew that. <laughs> you know, yeah. I thought, wow, I knew that. Why didn't I, you know, listen to myself? Like, yeah, yeah. I knew that. Oh. I knew the answer. <laughs> So it's nice to work with someone that isn't like pushing a ton of supplements on me or, or, and 
but yeah, it just really feels like it aligns. So I think it's important to listen to ourselves. Like even if we feel like we need to work with someone because people are, are amazing, they have incredible skills and they can guide us. But even you're right, like don't lose yourself even within that, like still ask yourself the questions of what does this feel right? right? Yeah. And, and keep the faith, keep the faith in your body, right? Yeah. Like, especially and it takes time. It like takes I thought time, I would be yeah. healed after moving a month later. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, and one, one, I remember a month later, I was like, why am I not better? Yeah. <laughs> I was so mad. Of course, that's a <laughs> great like, oh, point. Like, you know, it might take can, a little longer. <laughs> if we can throw out our phone and go to the woods and find a cool <laughs> waterfall and do some yeah. like, you know, sauna stuff, then we can probably do it very fast. But in reality, most people can't do that. That's um, right. That's right. It's, it's funny you say that. Actually, hiking was a big thing for me this summer. It was because I, I don't know what podcast I listened to, but I know like the forest actually um, helps your microbiome. And I was like, what? So every time I met the forest, I'd say to my husband, be like, Oh, our microbiome is loving this. Like, breathe in deeply. <laughs> like, wow, yes, yes. Well, it's a, it's a popular thing. Uh, Japanese forest bathing. Mm. You, you you just go and bask in the wonderfulness of the forest, and right? it, it's it's so good for you in so many different ways. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if you've mentioned it before with me, but. I think doctors in Japan actually subs uh, subscribe prescribe that. Now. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. A, it's an actual prescription medication. Like, how awesome is that? Yeah, it's so awesome that they're doing it, and then, in and in some ways, so crazy, right? It's like I remember as a child, my uncle would always take us for nature walks. Like it was just part of yeah what we did. I don't even think we called it a nature walk. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. just went up. Yeah, that's just what you did. But we were always in the forest. Yeah. Like that was yeah. kind of like what we did, but. Yeah, and, and that's that's the thing, right? That's kind of the whole theme of our podcast is people used to do things that were really good for us. And then we got yeah. all this technology and we started living in our brains instead of our hearts and yeah. oh we gosh. forgot yes. all the things that we that were good for us. We forgot yeah. the stuff that made us feel good. Yeah. And then we started yeah. feeling like shit all the time. So then it was like, well, crap, what what chemical can I put into myself to feel better? And yeah. we, we, there, there's that gap between the things that actually make us feel good and what we do now. It's, it's, it's so crazy. true. Yeah. So true. And you know, when I was at like the worst, I think you're right. Like I was in my head a lot. Whereas like the healing has had to come from my heart and from my soul. And like even meditation has been a big uh, yeah. thing. Like Absolutely. trying to calm my, like calm my, calming my nervous system, yeah, all yeah. of that. For so sure. many like layers to it. It's mm -hmm. amazing. Yeah. Well, like you were talking about how when you, you spoke with that naturopath and she reaffirmed what you already knew. And I think for a lot of people, that's the case. In, we Ultimately, we know what we need to do to feel yeah. better. But we managed, our, our conscious mind manages to talk us out of doing that somehow. A hundred percent. Too much distraction, yeah, too much. Uh, the world is just too sped up, basically. We don't have time to process things. Yeah. And you know, one thing I've been focusing on a lot, I'd say in the last maybe four to six weeks is this idea of like the, like the time, like the, the idea of space, like that quiet time. Like I realized mm -hmm. one time when I was driving to work that I'm always listening to a podcast. I love podcasts. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> or like you're always listening to something or an audiobook, or feel like I always have to be learning and it's a waste of time if I'm right. just doing nothing. And I'm really at least once a day taking 10, 15, 20 minutes and just 
being. Yeah, yeah. And wow. that helped me. It's that's helped me immensely, and I'm really shocked by that. I'm shocked by it that I'm actually like making time for it because I think growing up as a child, I grew up pre-internet and all that, and we had a lot of that time, mm-hmm. a lot of that like time on your own, yeah. not doing anything, just sitting and being like yeah, not yeah. even having to plan or do anything just letting thoughts come in and so that's kind of been a big thing for me that's what I call my meditation I'm not really a great at guided meditations or anything like yeah. that but this kind of idea of just being still yeah, yeah. for a few months in the day has really um made a big impact on my journey yeah yeah I, I I honestly think that's more precisely what meditation is anyways right but I I really like that point because I've definitely uh, I checked myself from doing that a lot too like um <clears throat> like sometimes even just getting up early and just getting some out some time to myself in the morning i'm like well and i don't let myself work if when it's too early and uh, and I, I like i i feel like i should be reading i should be listening to a podcast yeah. i should be and then after a while i realized like i think i was actually listening to a podcast on the drive as well because i was turning my phone on and <laughs> like hmm, what should i listen to and i was like wait why can't I just be like, why do I need to like listen to something? And then I, I also realized like the power in it. Like, you yeah, can, you, you just, there's just so much that you, your mind has access to. But when we put something there, it kind of blocks it. Yes. And, so, and you know, we can use education to expand and grow. So it doesn't seem right, but that's. Yeah. It's just the over, well, but it's, like, always having something on and and then you're right like by doing that you can be more intuitive you become more intuitive and i think that's a practice as well as yes. learning to be more intuitive in this yeah. thing and being in your heart and it takes those quiet moments it's not going to come from reading the next book or yes. you know listening to the next audiobook or right and i i would say also like when you're in the forest and you're you're imagining that your microbiome is healing yeah like, that's a I don't know if you could consider that a meditation or an affirmation. Yeah. But, but yeah. that that brings more power to the healing process. Like Absolutely. It, seems, it may seem like pretty esoteric to a lot of people, but there really is a lot of power, especially if you can say it and believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'll I'll like sing that from the treetops. I love it. <laughs> I always tell people I'm like, Oh, your microbiome loves this. <laughs> like, what? That's so awesome. <laughs> Amazing. So, uh, who do you who do you work with now? As a what do you do predominantly private health coaching or? Yeah, I mean, I coach mostly like online now. So okay. before I was personal training, that's how I started. So um, a lot of strength training, and I used to that was kind of my thing was strength training with women and and um, using kettlebells as one of the tools. Yeah. Um, I was no to be obsessed with kettlebells and I still am I, I think they're an amazing tool I never used just kettlebells in a session obviously we'd use a variety of tools depending on the person yeah. and it's just amazing to watch women who had never strength trained before do it and like their bodies changing and and how empowered they became by feeling strong not just looking strong but really feeling strong so that was kind of how I started and now I'm online and, and now it's when you're online, it becomes more the lifestyle side of things, the nutrition side of things. Yeah. Um, typically, my clients are women in their 30s and 40s, 
looking to lose, you know, first they come to you for weight loss, maybe 20, 30 pounds kind of thing, but it's never really about the weight loss. It always comes down to, they just want to feel really good. Most people are lacking that energy and it's the energy that they're really craving. It's not the weight loss. The weight loss is great. Like there's nothing wrong with wanting to look your best. And I don't have a problem with that, but it's usually that inner, that inner energy that people are looking for. Yeah. Recently I've had a few clients that are, and they're really scared for their life and that's interesting because that's not really a group that I've ever worked with and I'm just remaining open to you know why am I why am I attracting this clientele right now and I'm loving it I'm loving the work I'm doing it's definitely different it's um I think when we're talking about your head and your heart it's take it's it's making me really go into my heart a lot yeah, as yeah. to how I can help them because it's not the same like a lot a lot of my other clients I could just say follow this plan and they can follow it and it's very easy for them but I, I think once you're working with obesity you're working with a lot of like food addiction I don't think it's always emotional I it, I think food industry and and the, the chemicals in foods is a whole other conversation that we could get into I think a lot of people um sadly are are part have become part of this system right yeah um and you know like victims of the system to be honest because i think what food companies are doing is it's like a slow death for people it's 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 shocking and it's yeah it it is it's it's a whole other topic yeah that's a whole episode in itself i think that's a whole episode and i can feel my rage starting so maybe it's not good for my stress (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, no, and I think there's actually also the part of like, um, not just the food companies, but the marketing, like the the nutrition marketing. There's so many different nutrition oh. ideas, and some of them are just, um, some of them don't have, have bad intentions, but are extremely misleading, and it takes people down a, you know, yes. a rabbit hole, where they think they're doing the right thing, um, they're following the right type of advice mm-hmm. supposedly, but it's not working, and then they get discouraged, and then often totally yeah. get up like they tried dieting they tried whatever and it's it didn't work so I, i'd yeah. say yeah there's there's definitely yeah. two layers when we start oh yeah i mean i'm just holding back because that's a whole like <laughs> yeah yeah we'll have to have you back on for a food industry bashing session right it's right one of my favorite things to <laughs> do <laughs> yeah 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 Make, making people aware of uh the food industry yeah yeah i just think yeah a lot of i think a lot of people just to not go too much into it but i think a lot of people blame themselves for feeling addicted to certain foods when it's not their fault it's like what's been put in that food is there so that you become highly addictive and then some people do have more addictive personalities than other and and whatever the whole you know just even genetically there's a whole other side to it so yeah um yeah it's yeah there's always um as i think we've 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 came to a couple times now there's there's usually layers when you start seeing like a really deep big problem there's usually layers to it yeah. there's not just like one simple solution that's right right on well um where can people find you and how i, I guess you should ask first how do you work with people is it mostly virtual or yeah it's all virtual now okay so all awesome. virtual uh people can find me facebook instagram um rocco fit is my handle for all of it so it's r-o-c-o-f-i-t 
and I'm on Instagram and Facebook a lot. And um, my website's also rockofit.com. Okay, right on. Awesome. Well, if you had one message to share with our audience about like what we covered today, what would that be? Or what, what the biggest takeaway? Oh, what would it be? Well, if you're struggling yourself, if you're struggling with your health, one is don't be afraid to ask for help. Sometimes I know for me in the past, that's been my biggest thing to, too proud to ask for help. Mm. Um, another one is follow your intuition, listen to your, listen to your gut feeling and um, also be kind to yourself. Give yourself the patience. And if you're struggling, know that it's a season. It's not, it's not forever. There's, a, there's solutions and answers out there. It may take a little longer. You got to be patient, but don't give up. Like you're worth it. Your health is worth it. And it's part of your journey. Maybe you're on it for a reason, a reason bigger than you realize and for something really incredible. We just, we never know. So just hang in there. Amazing. I love that. Awesome. Well, it's been a blast catching up with you and, yeah, uh, hearing, and hearing your story. Um, hopefully we can do that again sometime on here and, and pick a new topic because I feel there's a lot that we can uh, dive into. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. It was such a pleasure to speak with you guys. I'm so excited to have been on your podcast. Yeah, I love it. One you. of my favorite things to listen to. <laughs> right on. Yeah. Awesome Brilliant. to hear. Well, you told us uh, before the podcast that you're having deer for dinner. So <laughs> we're going to let you go enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. My family hunts. So we do. I, mean, I am blessed to get good quality meat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Antibiotic free, free range. <laughs> That's right. And then on top of it, I've got my mom here who's amazing at cooking it so wow, <laughs> double so plus right now <laughs> awesome right on well enjoy thank rosa again. so much thank yeah. you tune in next time for more primal conversations